It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. So this is Christmas in Southampton. Does it feel a bit weird saying that already? I'm not ready for Christmas yet. (laughs) Now this week... We get very excited for panto season. Oh, yes, we do. Anybody who is coming to see it, you you won't have seen a pantomime like it, believe me. But I've never seen a technical schedule like it in my career. And how you can breathe new life into your old jewellery. We also do an awful lot of jewellery remodelling, so it might be a case of somebody's accumulated a lot of jewellery over a number of years and they can come to us and we'll actually design something especially for them. How was your Halloween? Halloween was pumpkin-tastic. Because I spent Halloween DJing a party, so I wasn't around at home to judge whether or not it was any more popular than it normally would be. But all I know is when I got back, there was still a massive bowl of sweets that hadn't been touched. Well, because it was chucking down with rain. Oh, so that's why there were no trick-or-treaters. Right, okay. A lot of people found that there were very few children knocking on the door because of that chucking down rain that happened all over Monday night. Now, we did trick-or-treat here, and I thought, ooh, do you know what? Let's do a trick as well. Let's do a trick. So what I came up with was we've got a big bowl of sweets and lollipops and chewy sweets and drumsticks and all sorts of stuff. And I thought, I'm going to chuck a couple of Yorkshire puddings in there (laughs) (laughs) as a trick, right? The first few kids that came to the door, they said, trick or treat. And I said, right, what do you want? Do you want a trick or do you want a treat? Oh, we'll have a trick. I come to the door with Yorkshire puddings. They're like, oh, we like Yorkshire puddings. (laughs) See, what you should have done is wrap baby carrots up in, like, sweetie wrappers. (laughs) The best I ever saw was my... My friend's son, Obi, went trick-or-treating and they went round all the different houses and when they got home and they tipped all their swag on the floor, um, there were loads of sweets and chocolate and biscuits and stuff and there was a tiny little miniature toothpaste. I think that's perfect, isn't it? But we, we did the Halloween trail. We got going on Halloween on the Sunday. We went to the Halloween trail in John Lewis. I've got my cup of tea, I've got a cake at the top, I can send Litlan off with a pencil and a bit of paper, go and find all the letters in all the departments that's on that list, and then we'll come up with the answer, and then off we go, so you get a little cookie. So there were just sweets, there's just so much sugar involved in Halloween, isn't there? Actually, to my detriment. Really? After this recording, after recording the so-so show for this week, I have a dentist appointment because (laughs) I was gnawing down on a drumstick, a chewy lolly. I know what's happening now. And look, half my tooth came out. Half my tooth came out. See, the thing with drumsticks, (laughs) what you need to do with a drumstick is... You, you pull it off the lolly stick using oh, no. your front teeth oh. and then you just suck the whole thing. Don't no. let it go anywhere near your teeth. Oh, my gosh. I just love a drumstick. No, but then you've got to soften it up, right? So you've got to put it under your leg or, like, in between, or like, wrap your knee around it and then and then soften it up. And then you eat it and then you have to go to the dentist. <laughs> But putting something that sticky and gooey near your teeth is always going to end in tears when you get to our age because there's always something in there that's going to come away stuck in it. The other thing that happened 
at Halloween on the Monday. There's a big build-up to this, actually. Um, the Haunted House on the Hill. Have you heard of this one at Bitten Park? No. Right. Well, it's massive. It's a big house that's been done up and they do it all for charity for Abby's Heroes. And we went down there at about half past seven the queue to get in was about 100 strong. Wow. But it was immense. But the problem was, I don't like clowns, and nor does my daughter. And on the door, on the gate <laughs> to get in, is this sort of horrific, horrible, nasty, evil clown sort of taking the money for charity. And as soon as we walked down there and we saw the queue of 100 people, the evil clown and the fact that we forgot to take any cash with us, we were like, should we just go home and eat sweets? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Haunted House on the Hill, what an amazing effort they make. It was incredible. And they have raised so much money for Abby's Heroes. So well done. And next year, I promise you, I'm going to put on my big girl pants and I'm going to come. <laughs> They'll have two clowns on No, the don't. Oh, I love that. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. So it's not that long until Panto season arrives and the cast are getting very very excited. Adam Strong is playing the dame in this year's Mayflower pantomime and it's one of the highlights of his year. I absolutely adore Panto. I, ever since being a child my sister was a dancer for many years but even as a kid I would ask if I could go and see it again and again and again. There's just something about that, the pantomime spirit the comedy and the costumes and the lights and sound, it's just it's such an amazing experience and I, re- I look forward to it every year. You've just finished the tour of We Will Rock You. I have indeed. So for, since uh, January this year, um, I was in We Will Rock You, playing one of the lead characters in that. We were actually at the Mayflower over the summer, which was amazing to get yeah. scripts with the venue before heading there for Christmas. So we went all around the UK and Ireland, which has just been absolutely amazing working for the Queen and, and for, uh, for Ben Elton. It has been a whirlwind experience this year so far. I bet. And so, Panto, it's Goldilocks and the Three Bears, 10th to the 31st of December. When do you start rehearsals for this? So we start on the 28th of November in London. Yeah. We're there for a week and then we come to Southampton to do several days of technical rehearsals. Anybody who is coming to see it, you you won't have seen a pantomime like it, believe me. But I've never seen a technical schedule like it in my career. More lights than I've ever seen in, in, in a musical, never mind a pantomime. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of exciting things going on. I'm not going to ruin it. Mayflower Theatre of- know how to do it, though. They always just absolutely pull it out the bag and their they pantomimes are just mind-blowing some of the the effects and like you say the lighting the set the, everything yeah. that goes on there is wonderful and how do you feel about working i mean there's some big names that you're working with there is i can't wait so we, we did a, a little bit of a, a press shoot a couple of weeks ago and it was fantastic to meet everybody obviously we've got the amazing jason donovan joining us as our baddie this year richard cadell and sooty course have you worked with anybody bigger than sooty before you i mean i, I mean? don't mean in stature but <laughs> <laughs> he is an absolute legend so yeah we've been and there's a lot of uh, magic and and that's going to go along uh with that and then of course 
she's incomparable to Faye Brooks. I mean, what a what a gorgeous lady and what a talent she is. So we're very lucky to have her as our leading lady. Can you give us any idea of where a dame fits into that? So <laughs> it's a, it's a, we're a circus themed pantomime. Okay. And it's basically two rivaling circuses. Okay. So Jason has his own circus and I have my circus. We're the good ones who house the three bears when they're in turmoil. Um, I play Goldilocks's mother. It's just it's going to be fantastic. It, honestly, some of the special effects that I've seen even written down are, are going to blow people's minds. And there's some original music in there, um, as well as some some well-known songs that we all know and love. And you're right. Sorry, going back to the earlier point about pantomime, it's about that, isn't it? It's about the audience anticipation and then the audience reaction and interaction. I suppose, isn't it? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And I mean, especially for my character, you know, she is. Uh, interacting with the audience a lot you know we, we, we will have the, the typical gags where i'm going to get the audience to to mind something for me and it, it, yeah. it, it's <laughs> hearing the children when they scream out when you've when you've asked them to do something they, they yeah. listen so yeah. intently and if you say to them can you watch this for me and scream if anybody yeah. goes near it and then they are absolutely <laughs> just fun to watch that especially uh, on the lead up to christmas you know we, we start what 10th of december so we're really into the festive season by that point it sounds like they're so excited already i bet i bet well panto's just it's one of those in your diary isn't it like i get excited for panto even when i was talking to him i was like oh brilliant like there's going to be a proper dame in it and so many effects and sooty what was the first panto you ever saw at the mayflower Uh, i don't know aladdin I, think. I went to see Cinderella with Biggins. <laughs> it must have been Cinderella with Biggins because all I can remember is the one thing that they made us repeat, which was don't touch the button, leave the button alone. <laughs> and that stuck in my brain. And it must have been about 2007, 2008. Yeah. And all I can remember is Biggins getting everyone to chant, don't touch the button, leave the button alone. <laughs> It's amazing how they stick in your head, isn't it? Having been in Panto, you sort of know that these things have come around every year for like a hundred years. But you you know the ghost gag and you know the, you know, right, don't touch the button, leave the button alone. And I, I love the fact that these things come back year after year after year and we all go and watch it. So the two things I do remember about Pantos at the Mayflower, obviously there's the Big Inns chant. Yeah. The second... The naked grumbleweed on a skateboard. Because some things you just can't unsee. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Now, can we please have a round of applause for Westkey? Oh, my goodness. The Digital Fireworks. The greatest digital fireworks show was incredible so down on the esplanade outside west key the food bit they had a stage set up they had the greatest showman dancers out there they had the music from the film blaring out and they had digital fireworks projected onto the old walls simon i've never felt so strangely emotional why would I feel emotional at that? I've heard so many good things about it and I hope that somewhere there is an award that they can 
enter that installation for? Oh, there must man. be something you could enter it for. And there were, so we went on the Wednesday night because it was my birthday. We got there about six o'clock in the evening for the 6.30 show. And we watched that and I just thought it was just incredible. I was totally blown away. And then we went in for dinner to Las Iguanas, finished our main course, came back out for the <laughs> eight o'clock show, watched that one as well, and then went back in for pudding. Nicely timed. Oh, and actually, just while I talk about it, Las Iguanas, if it's your birthday, you get to make your own Caprina. Wow. Oh, yes. Like, you know, I did um, carvery tips last week. Uh-huh. Here's another tip. Wherever you go, on whatever night you go there, tell them it's your birthday. <laughs> Have a paper hat in your pocket yeah. just in case. <laughs> the So So Show. Have you adjusted to the change in the season with the clocks going back an hour yet? Oh, no. I still, um, it's very much like when I go abroad and I have to translate everything in Euro- from euros into pounds. And I do go to bed right now going, oh, in old money, this is nine o'clock. <laughs> so I woke up at um, six o'clock this morning and I was wide awake, couldn't stop. And then I thought, couldn't go back to sleep and then I thought well hang on technically it's would have been seven yeah. which is the time I wake up anyway yeah I did put the extra hour to excellent use yeah on Sunday because it's my soon-to-be 19 year old's birthday at the end of this week and she wanted some new bedroom furniture right so I got up early was going to go for a bike ride with my mate we looked at the weather and said should we do a Josie's instead by nine o'clock everyone was up And we moved all the old furniture out of her room and I started work on assembling the new stuff. Oh, ouch. How many hours do you reckon I was at it with the screwdriver? Well, this desk that we are sat around right now took me something like 14 hours. So I, as a teenager, used to work at a factory that bought loads of old MFI furniture, end of line stuff assembled it and then flogged it from a shop down the bottom end of town. Amazing. So I am well used to putting flat pack furniture together. But this was incredible. It was the most over-engineered thing I've ever got my hands on. What is it? It's a wardrobe, but it was actually a double wardrobe. But it was a double wardrobe that had been so well designed. You could have opening doors, you could have sliding doors. You've got a different system you can put inside it. So if you want drawers or trays, all these other things. So consequently, because there are so many options, you really have to have your A game when it comes to reading the instructions. (laughs) So I started work at about 10, finished around 6, maybe had half an hour in the middle off. Oh, man. But you did get it done. And that was child's play compared to trying to sell the old furniture on Face Bay. Go on. I've never known anything like it. So many, is this available? So many people turning up to collect furniture without actually having looked at the dimensions in the oh, advert. No. I had someone turn up this morning to come and get this bookshelf, which is um, 180 centimetres long. Yeah. She turned up in a Vauxhall Corsa. <laughs> She's Just walk it home. Oh, so she was about to take the seats out the back. I said, tell you what, before you take the child seats out the back, let me just get a tape measure and we'll just see how far forward your seat out. needs to go in order yeah. to get this back. Yeah. And I had the tape measure through and it was touching the dashboard. <laughs> so many people saying, oh, what are the dimensions? It's in the advert. Well, yes, but you say that. Have you seen in my kitchen that there is a fridge just in the middle of the kitchen? I was going to ask why the fridge was out from under the worktop. Do you know why? Because I didn't look at the dimensions. Oh, no. <laughs> I bought a fridge and they came and delivered it yesterday <laughs> and it won't go in. 
So I've got somebody coming around later on today to basically take a cupboard apart so I can get a fridge under there. <laughs> Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Next on The So So Show, we're going to meet Chris Nash, who's owner of Fancy Jewellery on London Road. They are a rather unique local jewellers. We're a bespoke jewellers, so we actually have our own team of goldsmiths and diamond setters and jewellery designers all on site. So uh, we actually design and manufacture, especially for our customers. That must be quite exciting. What, what do you get sort of most most often do you get people coming in for engagement rings or apology presents <laughs> we uh, a mixture of everything i mean as bespoke jewelers we do get people coming to us who want something special so a bespoke engagement ring made especially for them rather than one which has come off of a high street chain shelf we also do an awful lot of jewelry remodeling so it might be a case of somebody's accumulated a lot of jewelry over a number of years or maybe they've inherited some jewelry which isn't to their taste and they can come to us and we'll actually design something especially for them but using their materials. Let me ask about these diamonds because there's the four seized guide. Okay, so it's cut, colour, clarity and carrot. 24 carat is a reference to, to what? Well, in diamond terms, that would be the weight of the diamond, but 24 carats huge. 24 carats often often referred to in terms of gold, but uh, in, di- in diamond terms, the carat is purely a measurement of weight. It has no bearing at all on the quality. I don't see cubic zircona up there anywhere. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it actually just glass? Well, we don't actually use cubic zirconia, although something which is very, very popular at the moment, which we are selling an awful lot of, is lab-grown diamonds. So molecularly, they're identical to a natural diamond, but they've been formed in a laboratory under the same conditions that you would find underground, with heat, pressure, the injection of gases, and at the end of it, you end up with a diamond which is completely ethical and environmentally friendly. So can you give us an example of somebody that's come to you just recently, what they wanted and the sort of service that you give them? Bespoke engagement rings is a good example. We had a customer come to us recently who um, wanted us to design something special, especially for them. His fiance or fiance to be was a florist, so he wanted a floral theme running through it. So we designed something with petals. But it's also very important to him that it was ethical and environmentally friendly. So we actually manufactured the ring from fair trade gold and set lab-grown diamonds into it. So it's as environmentally and ethically friendly as you could possibly get. Did she say yes? She did. (laughs) (laughs) Phew for that, eh? And you're on London Road, aren't you? You're, you're one of those shops that I don't know. We need to just give you a bit of a push. So anybody looking for anything sort of special jewellery-wise, look, come in and browse because there are the most beautiful things in here. Just tell us about the necklace that you just showed me. So the necklace that I've just shown you is a, um, it's a, it's a, a coloured sapphire necklace. We call it our rainbow necklace. So it's actually set into 18 karat gold. Um, but the beauty of having our own goldsmiths and diamond setters on site is our diamond setters actually carved each claw into a heart. Uh, so it's something you need to come and see to understand, but it's uh, it looks absolutely superb. It's a true one-off. It sounds like they've got some amazing pieces. I was just going to say, if you've got a special occasion coming up for somebody, just go down there and have a look. The pieces that they have in there are so, I don't use this word very often, exquisite. You know, they are they are 
beautifully made. And I hadn't considered that if you've got some old ring you've inherited that actually means nothing to you, Mm -hmm. you could do something with it. Yeah. And if you had, you know, a ring and a necklace and a diamond and you know what I mean? Take it down there. You can sort of almost design or tell Chris what you want and they will make it for you. How wonderful. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. It was a big anniversary in Southampton this week. I must have missed it. Tell ah, me. Ah, it was a big anniversary. So, Riverside Junior Park Run on a Sunday, it hit 400 events. Oh, wow. So this has been running now 400 times on the Sunday. And... I didn't know this, but it was the first junior park run to be run in the UK. So I figured it must have been one of the early ones, because if you've got to 400, that's that's almost... 2012, I think it was. Eight years, I was going to say. Uh-huh. So that's incredible. Yeah, so well done to anybody that's ever done it, and anybody that's done junior park run, and then gone to a Saturday yeah, yeah. and done the full park run. Because there'll be loads of former junior park runners who yeah. are now doing the full-size one. Yeah. Another bit of good news, there is... A Southampton Hospital Park and Ride. It's for the staff, but look, any park and ride is brilliant, right? And especially when it's to do with Southampton Hospital because it's so oversubscribed in their car park. So the hospital staff park and ride has now opened at Adnac Park, which is up where Ordnance Survey is. Yeah. Um, so people can go and park there if they're staff. I think they get like real discounts on it if they have to pay at all. But yes. We've got to park and ride. Another piece of exciting news that's happened in the last few days. They have announced the lineup for the Isle of Wight Festival mm, for next year. It's very nice. Including a UK festival exclusive, which is Robbie Williams closing the show on the Sunday night. Now, whether you have rolled your eyes when I've mentioned his name <laughs> or not, he's an incredible performer. He is. And you're going to know the words to so many of his songs. And you would need to be asleep to not be joining in with angels when he does that. Yeah, yeah, and, fair. you know, that moment when you are singing your heart out to it yeah. on the Sunday night as he closes the festival will stay with you forever. It's just one of those moments. Do you know well, what I fancy, though? Okay, Pulp are on. Uh-huh. They are incredible live. They are even more stunning at a festival. They bring the party, you know. And then the Chemical Brothers on the Saturday as well. Amazing. And George Ezra's playing Saturday as well. So there's something for everyone on the Saturday night. So tickets are on sale Friday morning for that. And it looks like it's going to be a really good year next year for the Isle of Wight Festival. The So So Show. Let's find out what else is happening in the area with Visit Southampton. So... This is Christmas in Southampton. Right, okay. The countdown to Christmas is on. It's on the 17th of November, all right? So it's between four and six outside sort of the Marlins, um, up past Westgate, up past West Quay, up to the Bargate. All around there, there's going to be roaming theatre and live music. This is all put on by Visit Southampton. And if you want more details of what's going to be happening, then go to the Visit Southampton website. And this is just ahead of the lights going on. Absolutely. So the lights will go on at six o'clock. So get down there at four to see what's happening and stay until six when all the lights come on and it'll all be twinkly and Christmas. Christmas will be on. 
A little before that, this Saturday, got to give this a shout. This is the Southampton Fireworks Festival. It's in Mayflower Park. I'm hosting it. Don't let that put you off. (laughs) This is going to be an amazing event. It will sell out before Saturday, before November the 5th. So if you want to go, get your tickets and get them quick. December the 2nd. This is really interesting and really exciting for me. 1865. This is Friday, December the 2nd, the Showhawk duo. Now, if you've never heard of them, but you quite like your Ibiza tracks, you like your house music and all that stuff. These two guys, you might have seen a video floating around from a couple of years ago where it's two guys on guitars, acoustic guitars, but they play all of the sort of classic dance tunes. There was a video of them doing Insomnia a couple of years ago, and it's amazing uh they're gonna be at the 1865 the beginning of december very exciting for next year 5th of april the spongebob musical the tour opens at mayflower theater (laughs) and also very exciting next year june the 27th Tickets go on sale this Friday at Broadlands in Romsey, Lionel Richie. Oh, wow. Do you know they've been talking about bringing him to Broadlands for ages? Well, they are. They finally got him a taxi. That's incredible. (laughs) Wow, that's going to be a gig that... So many people are going to be. I know. There. Imagine that. Like, so you've got a mojito in your hand, the sun is shining, you've got your mates around, you've got a camping chair, and Lionel Richie singing for you. Wow, what a great note to end on! Thanks for listening, and uh, thank you for liking and sharing. If you're following us on social media, if you're not, please do, and make sure you have your notifications on because there's always something good to win. And also, if you've enjoyed the So So Show, give us a review because you won't believe how much it helps us. Have a great week Zoe and you Simon and thank you for listening you've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast The So So Show